Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. I am your host, Brendan, and joining me, the first full house in a long time. We have Doc Hurt. Say what's up. Hey. We got Draper. Say what's up. Hey. And, of course, Lady Mel. Say what's going on. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Started a trick. Yeah. All right. Today, we're going to talk about Alita Battle Angel, the latest live-action remake of a manga or anime. This is from Yukito Kishiro. It's a cyberpunk story that ran back in 1990. Uh, The film was originally announced in 2003 by James Cameron, but then he shifted his focus to Avatar. Uh, he kept working on the mocap technology, and then he shifted focus back again to the Avatar sequels. So he passed off the directing duties to Robert Rodriguez, who brought us gems like From Dust Till Dawn and Desperado, and of mm-hmm. course, Sin City and the Spy Kids movies. And oh, yes. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Lava Girl and Shark Boy. Shark Boy. Mm-hmm. But Cameron did co write the script. So today we're going to talk about it. Is it worth seeing, or is it Ghost in the Shell, or worse? Dang, that's a a very extreme measurement scale there. (laughs) Or worse, Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, gosh. So, as usual, let's talk about the good. This film is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah, definitely. Looks nice. It's gorgeous. There's a real sense of culture and a real visual intrigue about the film. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's very diverse. They mentioned in the beginning that a lot of people from different parts of the the country, because this takes place in the USA. Apparently, this takes place. Oh, in, does it? In Can- no. Apparently, it takes place in Kansas City. Really? Oh, I thought hence oh, wow. the name of the bar. Yeah, the bar was Kansas. Oh, okay, that would make sense. I kind sense. of figured wow. it was almost like L.A. or something. Cause yeah, because yeah, yeah, you always think about those yeah. things, but mm-hmm. yeah, it looks very diverse. But yeah. it's, it takes place in the was it. The twenty twenty six century, century mm-hmm. Kansas, oh, that's right. Missouri. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I missed that. Yeah, I missed the, the location. I, it is, but they do mention in the very beginning of the film that all, when the when the fall happens, all the people go to one city. So that's why it's so diverse and there's so many languages, and it just really has an interesting sort of multicultural sense. Definitely, there was like a uh, like a black busking guitar with like a cybernetic arm. I thought yeah, that was really that was really kind of cool interesting. Touch. Yeah, and it was like a double guitar. Yeah, oh, he had it? a double arm and a double guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah. he mm-hmm. had super cybernetic, like, string piddling abilities. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The motion capture for Aaliyah was great. It really was, yeah. There was a lot of... Her eyes were disturbingly large. They were, but that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Like, they sort of kept that homage to the anime style and, like, showed you how weird that actually looks in, like, reality. What they call it, cool. like, the, the moe style? There was a lot of controversy when mm-hmm. this trailer came out right mm-hmm. and was there they did find the eyes distracting or disturbing but i think in the film everything's fine there was a lot of talk about the uncanny valley with alita mm-hmm. and how she looked did anyone uh, go back and take a look at like the old original trailer versus the new trailer 
and see whether or not, like, because they got that backlash, did they bring him back a little notch or maybe dial down the eyes? Oh, you know, I didn't think to look. No, I didn't realize that there had been that bad of a backlash. I personally but, yeah. liked how weird she looked. I thought it fit. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, thought it was fine. I felt like yeah. if mm-hmm. you're gonna, that's her stylistic choice or whoever yeah. mm-hmm. you know constructed her. Mm-hmm. If there's an uncanny valley, I guess it has to do with the fact that wow, those are big eyes, mm-hmm. but not that it looks unnatural in mm-hmm. the way that they animated it. Yeah, because in the, the, the shots and the scenes where she's alone, it doesn't look weird. It doesn't look weird until she's put into scenes with other people. So the first scene she's in with, is it Jennifer Connelly who plays Shiren? Yeah. Yeah. The first scene she's in with Shiren, Shiren stops her, grabs her by the shoulder, turns her around, and when she turns and looks and you see both of their faces in profile with each other, then it looks strange. But when she's just by herself, there's other shots where she looks, she looks okay. yeah, she looks fine. It just, I think it was an interesting sort of visual choice to make. It really does play up the contrast between sort of like idealization and uh, reality. And, and it, well, I felt like her eyes, mm-hmm. uh, just to add this little point, um, kind of has to do maybe with the fact that in the film, people seem to be comfortable with obvious cybernetics and enhancements like people just walking around oh i've got a robot hand totally yeah Mm -hmm. nobody really cares you know Mm -hmm. other body parts that obviously couldn't exist like extra arms oh Oh, yeah yeah definitely the performances were pretty good i have no problem or little problem with anyone's performance versus the script well and we'll get into that a little later but i thought everyone gave a pretty good pretty good yeah, okay, so not being familiar at all with the source material and not knowing all of the deep like backstory and behind the scenes, I really just went into this with low expectations. Hopefully it's a good sci-fi movie and I can enjoy it. That said, I thought that the people who I expected the best performances from didn't give me them, and the people who I didn't know or didn't really expect a lot from gave me brilliant performances. So oh, that I was agree. kind of interesting. So mm-hmm. uh, elaborate. Okay, so, uh, well, is this spoilers if I elaborate here? Is it okay? Why are we also paranoid about spoilers? Whatever. Okay. I, I think anybody, yeah. anybody that was in the uh-huh. trailer exactly. is kind of fair it's, it's game. kind of fair game. Okay. So Mahershala Ali, I love him, but he was kind of operating at a, at a C average for me in this film. I agree. I agree. Um, Jennifer Connelly didn't Owned have enough to do, so she was kind of on the lower end of the spectrum too. But did the only, Mahershala yeah. have a lot to do? He Well, he did. That's a spoiler of what I think he had to do, so I don't want to get into that. I think he did have a lot to do, but he didn't do it. And he, that was my issue. He mm-hmm. had more than Jennifer Connelly, but he yeah. was still mm-hmm. very much sidelined. He was, opinion. yeah, definitely. Okay, but uh, so, but then there were other, uh, what's his name, the the German guy. I love him as an actor, but I can never Christoph remember his Waltz. name. Christoph Waltz was great. He always is great. He always yes. is um, great. The woman who played Alita, apparently, do you Rosa know her Salazar. only, yeah, do you know, her, do you know her only other like main credit that everybody's seen her in? She was the policewoman in Bird Box. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The police trainee. Yeah. Yeah. The police trainee. That's the, right. Uh-huh. The one with uh, uh-huh. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Exactly. The one who runs off with Machine Gun Wait, Kelly. Why that am was I her. blanking? What's Bird Box? Again? Uh, Bird Box is the is one with, with Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Oh, Netflix that's the movie. yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The no mm-hmm. looking but movie. She, she yeah. does have other like mm-hmm. I looked through her IMDb and mm-hmm. I was like, oh snap, that was that was her. Oh, that was okay. her. That was her. yeah. She was in like two scorched Maze Runner movies. Really? Wow. Yeah. I never saw those. There were a lot of people. Giancarlo Esposito's daughter, or like her his daughter figure. I didn't see all of those films. I only yeah. saw the first one. She so. was the one, and she had big eyes, you know, uh-huh. kind of like a big eye moment, you yeah. know, in those movies and hmm. everything, too. Interesting. Because she was the one that the main character was kind of like crushing on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I oh. never saw those. Yeah. But you she gave a much. beautiful, I didn't think I would. She gave a beautiful performance in this film, though. She definitely has star power and star quality. She definitely. And uh, the yeah. villain who is not in the trailer is a very famous actor. 
I don't even know why he was. Yeah, I didn't even catch that until you mentioned yeah, yeah. it. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, had I thought to, it was some rando. I saw it twice, mm-hmm. and I had to be sure, you know, so I paid extra <laughs> special attention at that moment. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, that's definitely him. Yeah, and it was like, what is he doing here? What was the point? So, yeah. Um, the There were other performances that were, I don't know if they were good or bad. It's hard to decide. But overall, I mean, I think that the people who I didn't expect a lot from gave me wonderful things. People who I expected many great things from were just kind of there. For me, as far mm-hmm. as like the good, I liked all of the representation mm-hmm. uh, and the storyline that kind of brought everyone together. And sh- it like had a lot of face time for diverse peoples mm-hmm. uh, throughout the, the, the beginning uh, and throughout the movie, you saw uh, all of that in this community, mm-hmm. uh, Iron City. Yeah, we got a whole dark-skinned sister with natural hair with a speaking role. I was amazed. that We exist in the future all of yeah, a sudden. I and like and, I, and I, got, I got something for that, too. Okay. Right? Um, you have more questions? No, not more questions. <laughs> just a, just an observation. Mm-hmm. But And then, I guess, the other thing, I, I like some of the, the, the very good performances. And I think that, are we, are we getting into bad things yet? Not yet. Okay. I'm chill then. Okay. I just, I had a really good time watching this film. Well, I felt like it was good that, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you get into the animation mode, mm-hmm. but they kept it definitely rated R level actions. I want to disagree. Have any of you all watched the OVAs or the, or read the manga? No. no. Nope. Okay. So this movie is actually based on two volumes of the manga there, mm-hmm. there are nine volumes of the manga mm. oh so that means we definitely getting some sequels oh wow well and that's s- and <clears throat> we'll get into that yeah. a little later too <laughs> the ovas are pretty much what we get in this live action movie and i just saw that last week mm-hmm. but uh the ovas were far more r-rated mm-hmm. than this really i felt like this was still very much pg 13 territory there were a lot of not a lot, but there were a number of kills or hits mm-hmm. that were cutaways as opposed to you seeing what happened. Mm. I thought the action was solid. Mm-hmm. I think the setup for this movie was really good. Mm-hmm. It really allowed you to see Alita literally take her first steps. It was kind yeah. of it was a fish out of water story. Right, great and world building. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. With that out the way, let's get to what we didn't like so much. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, I don't know if this is a dislike. I just was kind of, I kind of had this dislike even before I saw the movie. Because you said the uh, source material is 1990, Mm -hmm. right? And I felt like the whole conception of the future that we saw was stuck in 1990. Mm -hmm. Since we've seen so much in terms of future worlds and we have, you know, super internet and Facebook and all Mm -hmm. kinds of things, a kind of hyper-reality, I felt like this is... It's not quite the 1980s version of like robots take over the world and exterminate humans that I think we were stuck with for a long time. But this is sort of like, oh, humans have upgraded themselves with machine parts and that's future (laughs) and things fly and there are super cities and we have big wars. And even the notion of like class conflict, I think, hasn't really been upgraded or complexified given that now we know that, you know, nature of economies and stuff are going to shift you know the value of things is going to shift how we produce things when we have like 3d printing and Mm -hmm. endless energy sources stuff like that i felt like the future was very 1990 Mm -hmm. conception of the future Mm. which is linked to the fact of how you know where the source material was 
Right, definitely. It was an old-fashioned film in that sense. Like, it was very much... I did kind of feel like it, it was a movie I'd caught on TV when I was a kid, you know? Like, oh, sci-fi, what's this? And it had that kind of feel to it. I don't necessarily say that as a, as a con, though. I just thought yeah. it was just... That was where the source material came from. It was still yeah. a really fun story for the first half. Uh, it takes a real sharp turn. Uh, and it has to do with the way that they portray the character of Alita, in my opinion. I just thought that the first half did a brilliant job of like the of world building, yes. creating a, a really compelling female character, a yes. really compelling feminine sh display of strength and power in a in a really interesting sort of future world, and then it ruins it all. <laughs> oh well, the, yeah. that's mm -hmm. related to what you just said. I mm -hmm. felt like before going in, I was a little mm -hmm. bit afraid. So this mm -hmm. is actually kind of a good thing. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit afraid that she was just going to end up being a uh, you know, 1990s era fighting, you know, like sex toy. Because mm. um, I was like, if that happens, then I'll be kind of like, eh. Yeah. But if she was going to be super pretty and super sexy and killing people mm -hmm. and posing while she's killing, but she wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. She, she was, was never sexualized. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which was amazing. I really loved that. Uh, she was just a really interesting character. I feel like this was, this is how... For the first half, like I said, after there's a real sharp turn where the Cole character changes and it kind of annoyed me. Literally. For the fir yeah, definitely. Uh, but <laughs> for the first half, I was watching it thinking, this is the kind of sci-fi that women would write about themselves. So it was a shock to me that the original author and the script writers were all men. So, yeah. I would say that, like, the mm -hmm. sharp turn was kind of justified by the events in the story to a certain degree. Um, yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't say that it was particularly well executed, okay. but I mean, again, my biggest gripe uh, in non-spoiler territory mm -hmm. is that there was no depth to any of the villains and the character development uh. was very, I mean, you could say that there might be one villain that has a little bit of development, but not much. And I feel like this is where it goes to what Mike was talking about, what everyone else was talking about. This is mm -hmm. a product of like the 90s. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think that the movie watching audience and television watching audience has a little bit more of an expectation of like shades of gray as opposed to just, you know, uh, villainous laughter, you know, <laughs> type of, you know, villain mm -hmm. and, and, and bad guys where there's actually like no development and you don't know anything about them besides that they're bad and they're bent on you know violence and evil you know where we are with like marvel and everybody else right now mm -hmm. they are really like taking over and kicking you know but with shades of gray type of villains where you can mm -hmm. kind of see eh, they i mean, got a point in the mm -hmm. in the i mean if you're talking about blockbusters inevitably you know credit has to be given for making a great film but you know we now live in the the age of the killmonger where people are like he's bad but i kind of understand where he's coming from mm -hmm. I ain't saying he should have did it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I but understand. I understand. <laughs> uh, we look at Dyson and we look at some of the other people in the movie uh, that had a little bit of development. Mm -hmm. And Alita, of course, and Hugo and different people like that. Characters, I should say. They, they were developed to a certain degree. They had arcs where they kind of like changed. But, you know, you never really know why these villains are doing these villainous things to a certain mm -hmm. degree, what's going on inside of their but, heads. Yeah, that's and, the thing. and I feel like that's a product of the lower expectations of the 90s. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. When it comes to character development of the villains and everybody, you're, the villains were kind of a, a device uh, in the plot, you know, a long time ago. But now we're starting to see them a little bit yeah. different and expecting something more. And I felt True. like when you just mentioned, because I forgot his, I forgot the character's name, so I was kind of figuring out how to talk about it. But Hugo, one of his, you know, character points, I felt like that was a plot device, not a real character. Mm. Going back to just poor script writing. I felt like, as Mel said, it started off really well. Mm -hmm. There was good world building, good character development between Christoph Waltz's character, yeah. Ido, and Alita. Yeah. However, the more the movie went on and they introduced characters, took them out, brought them back in, introduced ideas and goals, and it kept going on. And we should add, this is a very long movie. And you really mm. feel how long it is. How long they, was it? they cram a lot into, a, yes. into this movie. They really do. And this is my mm -hmm. comparison to Aquaman that I was talking about. Was it three hours? Movie that, mm -hmm. No. Not quite. It was like 220. Yeah, mm. 230, 220. Mm -hmm. And that it crammed so much movie into it. Mm -hmm. On Aquaman's part, because I wasn't a big fan of that movie. Mm -hmm. It had a through line. It finished its story. Mm -hmm. How does Aquaman learn about his history somewhat, and become the king. That It was yeah. very simple, yeah. and it accomplished that goal. Mm -hmm. In Alita, Alita literally announced a couple of goals mm -hmm. and kind of yeah, sort of never resolved them, and that irked me a lot. Yeah, it got a little weird because there was a point that was maybe not even just before the halfway point of the movie when I realized, wow, this movie's kind of long. And it <laughs> kind of felt like they were trying to like wrap it up real quick for like to, to set up a sequel and I was getting really annoyed because I thought if this is the end of the movie I'm going to be so annoyed but then it just keeps going it and it's almost going. like it's a completely different plot line from that point on it's really interesting like they kind of it's almost like it, it's interesting that you said it's based on what two volumes of this this manga right because it does you can totally tell where the first volume ends and the next volume begins because it feels like it's two completely different stories the whole thing with the villains and like some of the poor writing how i'm not familiar with the source material at all but it sounds like you are how close to the source material is this i didn't read the manga mm -hmm. but i watched the ovas okay there are some things that the manga shares and i've read about the manga mm -hmm. so there are things that it shares with the manga mm -hmm. there's a game in here called motorball and that's in the manga mm -hmm. but it was kind of hinted at in the OVAs, but they never really touched on that oh, aspect really? Interesting. at all. Oh, wow. Okay. The Doctor, Shirin, yeah. is was a character made for the anime, and not she was not in the in the manga at all. Okay. And even how they use her character, there's mm -hmm. a, a special connection between her and Ido, who was mm. also not in the manga at all. So all there right, were some okay. things that were made brand new for this. Right, okay. So overall, overall, if you've watched the anime and read the manga, you will definitely... Mm -hmm. see a lot of references right. but, but the there things are that some we're things referencing that were... as flaws right now those aren't things that were that are cribbed directly from the source i material. can't talk about the manga because i haven't read it okay but as far as the lack of development mm -hmm. and just just things thrown in mm -hmm. it was definitely in the ovas i didn't like the ovas oh, really? but okay. this is better than the ovas okay but not by much gotcha okay i think i was thinking about motorball just when you said that and i it occurred to me that when i when they started playing the motorball like when he first mm -hmm. saw it, I was like, ah, ugh, I don't want to. Uh, this is silly. This is like mm -hmm. old school, like you were like, you know, roller derby. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is like futuristic. It's like roller derby, mm -hmm. but you can kill people. Yeah. And uh, what was the name of that movie where they did that? That sci fi movie? Oh, I know what Death you mean. Death Race the one, 2000 or something? And then there was the one with, uh, with 
with LL Cool J too. Was it Rollerball? I think it was Rollerball. Oh. I remember seeing it in the theater, but it wasn't very good, so I don't remember it. Mm. I mean, was and it? then we could just yeah. even go back to like The Running Man. I yeah. was thinking of that too. Yeah, exactly. And all these mm-hmm. games that I because I was thinking, oh, this is gonna be one of those futuristic mm-hmm. games. It doesn't feel like it's actually futuristic or good. Mm-hmm. Why would people watch it? But then when they saw it full on, I was like, oh, I can see how people would get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't see how scale. like teens and kids are watching that though. That was weird to me, but. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, but I mean, it was really just a device. It wasn't necessarily meant to be realistic. <laughs> I mean, at all. <laughs> Overall, just to get back to my point of just mm-hmm. multiple things were teased mm-hmm. and introduced, but never really fully realized or or resolved. And that really bugged me. And obviously, as you said, mm-hmm. the ending sets up a sequel and it's obvious. And the movie just feels like a one big setup. And it's annoying. Uh, Marvel... People have been upset with Marvel for this for a long time, mm. right? People were upset with Iron Man 2 because they felt like it was just a setup for the next episode. Mm. However, Iron Man 2 did have a start, and, an, and it resolved its main problem. Okay. He was being attacked by Whiplash and Hammer, mm. and he dealt with them, and it was resolved. Mm-hmm. Even though there was a, a bunch of Easter eggs that no one cared about, it, it was bloated in the middle, yeah. it finished its story. Right. Whereas this movie was just yeah. complete setup. And I would say that James Cameron probably has a defter hand at this than uh, Rodriguez. Mm. You know, because if you right. look at something like Avatar, that Avatar yep. movie stands on its own. It does. Mm-hmm. Even though you could kind of see how, oh, they're going to do more sequels. Totally. They could do more sequels. There's mm-hmm. still the you world know, is stories there. to, mm-hmm. yeah, the world's there for you to kind of play around with. You know, but you did get that kind of resolution mm-hmm. at the end where it's just like, oh, this movie kind of stands on its yeah. own. Yeah. But this one, yeah, it was you're right. It was all set up. It was very much. It was very episodic, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, a very just, long episode. It just very. goes. You can't. It's like, um, it's like Amazing Spider-Man, right? Mm. The way that they were so confident, you're going to want this Sinister Six, and they teased all this stuff, this confidence, this this mm. arrogance, and then obviously it flopped. Yeah. And things aren't looking too good for this movie, but the fact that they couldn't respect the property. Mm-hmm. And just let it breathe. There were two movies in here. There were, yeah. And you could have cut out a lot of stuff and made mm-hmm. this really good. You know, to be honest, though, we're saying all this, but I actually enjoyed just the watching experience. I would totally see a sequel just because I really liked just watching it. It really was kind of nostalgic in a way. It was like that old school sci-fi film that I catch on TV when I'm a kid and I don't know anything about sci-fi. Because it was, it was an old school sci-fi it, film. Exactly. It <laughs> totally was, but with way better effects. It was interesting. So, I mean, from an analytical perspective, maybe it's not perfect, but I still enjoyed watching it. I would recommend it to somebody if they just like watching movies. So let's just go around the table. Do you recommend this movie? Yes, I do. I think yeah. it was fun. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Even if it's not perfect, it was a fun watch. It was really just interesting. See it. It yeah. was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd watch a sequel even though the, there were parts about the part one that annoyed me. I'd still watch it. So yeah, watch the first one. Plus, it's really it's one of those films that's really good to see in the theater because one good thing about it is that they, they're totally conscious of how heavily CG it is and they really lean into it and do a lot of cool things with it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the action. Yeah, totally. Only CG mm-hmm. makes like a lot of the stuff possible. Totally, but so. they're and conscious of that. I really feel like to go back to maybe something good uh, about it is I feel like all the action is intelligible. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I I give props. Yeah. Definitely, really well thought out like fight choreography and scenes. So yeah. It was solid. Mm-hmm. I'm very much in the middle. It's 
it's not great. It's not awful. I'm very on the fence. I would. It's kind of a Netflix movie for me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. It definitely has spectacle. Mm-hmm. So if you're an anime fan and you've read the manga and you've watched these OVAs and you liked them, then definitely go see this movie. But if you're just a casual fan, you're gonna like the first half of this movie and then you're gonna be exhausted. I literally took about an hour nap after this film because I was just looking for something <laughs> to hold on to emotionally something. Oh wow. They just kept <laughs> zigzagging to so many different plot points and ideas. I was exhausted by the time the credits hit. So I'm gonna say no. Oh wow. Just for if you want mm-hmm. a s- solid story, this is not what you would come for. It's, 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 it's not True. that kind yeah. of thing. This concludes the latest episode of Blurred Up. If you <laughs> want to find us on Facebook, find us at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We're also on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. We're also on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. Hurt, how can they find you? Um, on Instagram at K-U-R-A-G. I'm sorry. On Instagram at K-U-R-A-E-J-I. Mel, where can uh, they find you? Yeah, you can also find me on Instagram at Mama Lazarus, which I will spell because it's long. M-A-M-A-L-A-Z-A-R-U-S. And of course, you can direct all your all your inquiries and hate to me. Uh, in regards to, to Draper's remarks, unless you changed <laughs> change it up here. I'll, I'll see it on the Facebook page if you got any fire for me. Okay. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening, and uh, bye-bye. Peace.